right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. <laughs> Meanwhile, how you doing? 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 All right, let's do it. Go. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside. I am Joe Spiegel, and sitting across from me is Mike Sutherland. Yo. Um, welcome to our flicks of the week. This week is something special. Um. Mike and I do not normally get to get requested to do certain things, and uh, I know that sounds kind of kinky, but don't 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 worry about that. Uh, I, I I got an email a couple of weeks ago, and it's from a, a lovely lady named uh, Maria Monroe. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> right there. I know. So I know. Thank you. I just I'm I'm pausing. I'm pausing. You don't you you don't need to Christopher Walken it. Keep going. I, I gotta. I gotta. Let, let me do my thing. Do my thing. <laughs> All right. So anyway, I got an email from her, and she said that she like she loves the show, and that which is awesome. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. And that um, her husband uh, made a movie called A Legacy of Whining, and that she wanted us to do to watch it and do a review for it. And I told her that we would love to do. That. Because you know, we we this is the only technically the second time that we've done this, right? right? Yeah, we make movies as the other one. Yeah, and then I mean, and then we Matt had the Tory. and then we had the relic thing before that, right? Which we I I would like to go back and re redo that whole show. Yeah, well, you know, uh, it takes two to tango, and we're on one end of the fucking you know. No, 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 no. There, I, I, I mean, literally, I want to go back and I want to re-record that show as our review of Relic. Oh. And then if Jason wants to uh, do his thing and come over or whatever else, he's more than welcome to. Yes. Because we have upgraded since then. <laughs> yeah. Like Joe's gotten fatter. So no. Well, that. <laughs> All right. So it, have I. Really? Dude, I got out of breath putting on a sock the other day. Did you? <laughs> yes. Putting on a fucking sock. Well, luckily, ever since I, I started, I changed the way that's, I eat. That's pathetic. And, 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 uh, Not and getting eating. more exercise and stuff like that. Um, I don't get exasperated taking a shower now. Yeah. I, I got to that point while, I, since I've been injured that I started fucking, I just started like, oh, I, I like, I hated taking showers because of how exasperated I get doing it. I got winded putting a sock on, Joe. Yeah. Putting a sock on. Yeah. That, that, that welcome to fat guy life. Yeah. That's like every day for me. Jesus. Why do you think I like to wear my sandals more often than not? It's because I know why. Sure, I don't have to put my goddamn socks on. As Jeff Goldblum <laughs> says, men shouldn't wear sandals because <laughs> men's feet aren't pretty. Who gives a shit? You know, women don't fuck your feet unless you request you know, it and pay okay, for it. Okay, whatever. So anyway, <laughs> goddamn it, sidetracking. So I, I, I what, said- What, are you high? I, I said that we- No, no, I don't, I don't mess around with that stuff. Jesus. That's, that, that, that stuff's wrong. That's Keep, bad. Focus. Well, you're the fucking one that says this shit. You're the one you that say, can go off on, on a fucking tangent at the flick of a wrist. You're the tangent flick triggerer. You're the tangent Yeah, that's triggerer. what it is. Yeah. You, you you opened up the road and I fucking went down it. See, now I'm going on a tangent about tangents. Is that a wall breaker? Keep going. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> I, I said that, yes, we definitely would love to review your movie. Yeah. Anybody... That listens to the podcast and knows people that are making movies, even Jason's newest one. We we have we have nothing against anybody. Blah 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 blah. We have nothing against. In fact, we want to watch all these independents. Yes. Um. The, the the small ones, the short movies, whatever you want to call it. You know, when Ross and Maria come to us and say, "Hey, can you watch our movie and, and let us know what you think of it?" Absolutely. And when Matt Torrey said the same thing, absolutely. You know, um, Joe and I had discussed this before we even did the podcast, which is for me, um, I, I'm not as harsh on these movies as I am on Hollywood movies. Yeah. <laughs> I will never be harsh on these movies unless I, think, I have to. But I think we both believe that context is extremely important when it comes to something like this. Yes. And um, the importance of these movies is these guys 
are financing their own films. Mm-hmm. They're taking the time out of their lives, whatever they're doing, wherever they work or whoever they work for, yeah. unless they work for themselves. If they're doing this, they're doing it out of a love of the movie or, or the short or whatever they're doing. And the important thing is, is that they're doing it themselves. Yes. 100%. And that, as because I'm looking at a couple of of reviews right now, <clears throat> and uh, when I when I when I see something like this, when I see IMDb or Film Fervor give reviews of these types of movies, yeah, and they give them they're, they're relatively good reviews overall. Um, I find that encouraging mm-hmm. you know and aside from some of our own personal likes or dislikes yeah from the stuff overall we we are going to be more favorable for these movies yes i think um, like look, I said, I mean, unless it's just a fucking pile of shit. Look, if it's a pile of shit, no. <laughs> look, it, 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 when there's a, a big budget movie that we spend our hard-earned dollars on, we have a right to critique them however we see fit. Correct. Uh, when it comes to this, it's it's definitely a different. It's a different uh, horse of a different color. Yeah. Is that what you want to call it? So yeah, I mean, look, I what I'm trying to say is yeah. that. We are going to be honest. Yeah, that's. I mean, we're not. I mean, we're not going to be dishonest and say, "Oh, we're going to give the movie a nine out of 10. Yeah. No, we're going to be honest with with what we're going to review, what could be better, what worked, what didn't work. Yeah. You know, for us. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be, you know, across the board what everybody else thinks because we're just different cats. But <clears throat> when we when we review these movies, the reason why I say we're going to be over, we're going to be more favorable towards these movies is because we want to see these guys. We're going to give, we're going to give more feedback and constructive criticism. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Because we want to see these guys continue do their to do their thing. Yeah, I actually would like to be able to see the um, the other films that that Maria's husband has made. Ross. Yes. His name is Ross. Get it right. Well, I know, but you're not getting it right. Say Ross. <laughs> Anyways, you know what it is? It's because I feel like I'm I'm talking just to Maria right now when she when she listens to this episode. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, hopefully Ross will listen to it as well. Right. That's a good picture of Ross holding the phone that says "I love Big Dick" on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is when I I watched the movie before I did any research on it, and I did not know that Ross is the the the, the main protagonist of the film. I did not know that he was Mitch. Until afterwards, so that's pretty funny. I, I guess you get a certain when you when you picture directors and things like that, um, filmmakers. You always say yeah, it's just like when you listen to uh, uh, a radio show, and you you hear a voice and you put a face with that voice. You know, like you just I don't, for whatever reason you assume it look they look a certain way. And Ross, that's not how I saw Ross at all. And then when I found out he was the fucking star of the show, I'm like. Dude, I did not picture him looking like that at all. Not at all. That's kind of funny. I wonder how people picture me looking. I don't know. How do you picture me looking? Ralphie May. <laughs> or John Candy. Either Man, or. You, you really wrong about that one, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The difference is... No, dude. You Look, yeah. everybody has a twin in this world. I know. I know. Ralphie May was your twin. <laughs> He was just fucking love it and accept it, man. Uh, yeah, the guy was unfortunately, yeah. you know. Well, dude, uh, it's just weird that what's really yeah. even strange, more strange about that is when you see your twin, mm-hmm. like they are exactly your twin. Doppelganger, bait, you know, the height, yeah, mostly face, weight, yeah, body, everything. So, and like I said, it's you, know, you and like you and Ralphie May could be twin brothers if we sat next to each other, yeah. God forgive the car that you had to sit in. <laughs> Jesus. I ain't giving you, him a lift. Jesus Christ. It's so scary how much you guys look alike. Luckily, I'm I'm more um, mobile than him. Well, there he was. 
You know what I mean? He, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Dude, he got winded yeah. fucking just standing there talking. Yeah. You know? He got winded picking his nose. Near the end of his life, dude, he, he was just like, oh, oh. He yeah. was, it was bad. So, yeah. And also, I mean, he admitted that he does. He did cocaine. So imagine adding that into your fucking body at the same time, right? Right. You know, well, you also got health problems. So so anyways, getting back to uh, a legacy of wanting, yes. I wanted to quickly go over this. There was an indie film review done by um, Film Fervor. Kevin Kincaid. And he talks about the movie. And at the end, he says, this film was very hard to review, as like I said, humor is very subjective and it wasn't my type of humor that said if you find sarcastic and dark humor your thing i highly recommend you checking out this movie as it is very worth it just for the wonderful production quality and the minutiae of detail ross monroe managed to p- pack into the film including a few music a full music video uh with himself and actress uh nomi racine as a cameo as sports car fantasy woman number one overall i give uh legacy of whining three out of five stars okay that's that's fair. It's actually more than that. It was three and a half stars, but and he wasn't mean. No, no. Um, the reason why I read that last part is because of the 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 humor. Yeah. The the sarcastic and dark humor. <clears throat> so let's get into this review. Uh, why don't you go first, Joe? <laughs> All right. Um, this movie was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Just kidding. Uh, I can't, you are fucking. I can't even awful. keep. I can't even keep a straight face when I'm on a microphone. You know why? Because you're looking at me. This judging movie me. was the worst no. movie in the history of movies ever made by movie makers. No, this actually. I would rather watch this movie than than plenty of other movies that we've had to pay money to see. Seriously, this movie was better than fucking Independence Day and Transformers and every other movie out there that we gave. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You a are, one you through are. a whatever. Yeah, we're not, I'm not going to tell you what the rating is. Yeah, but in every totally movie, yeah, that we've ever given ratings for one through whatever, and we'll tell you what that whatever is at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, it's just uh, you know context, right? So subcontext, <laughs> contextually. So this movie to me is, hmm, how would I put it? Just put it. I put it. Um. I'm having an absolute brain fart right now. All right, let me do mine. Good. Um, and then I'll just steal from you. No. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna use Fervor's movie review because I want to. Uh, As a template? Yeah, it's kind of a template. Um, here are my issues with the movie. Uh, the opening was a lady that was making juice at the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it then it cuts to the blender, and then. You, then, then the soft wipe to the airplane. Can I intercede for a second? No, because you're just gonna fucking go on a tangent. No, I won't. I swear to God. Just to the God. blender. When I when I watched the movie, I, I I for the first half of it, I kept thinking back to that, going, "What the fuck did that have to do with anything?" It, right? It did, but and it then, didn't. It, then it then it finally does. It didn't by near the end of the movie. Then it was like, "Oh, okay." So I'm gl- I'm glad that that except the, it wasn't near the end of the movie. Oh, they were still in the car, huh? Right. My bad. Okay. So about... Regardless. Close, close to halfway through the film. So, yeah. And then they're like, oh, okay. All right. So now I can relax because now I don't have to worry about the fucking blender anymore. Cool. Can I continue with my review? <laughs> yeah, dick. Here here, here, are my, here are my problems here with the movie. Ye, here ye. Um, it's inconsistent. Okay. All right. When, when the movie starts, you have... Mitch, mm-hmm. who is waiting for his friend Duncan, okay, yes. and there there is no there is no r- real story there. there he, this there for a reunion, but what type of reunion? It didn't even say why Duncan was in town, did it? Yeah, he was there for a reunion. Is it okay? All right, on the reunion of. Just so you know, Ross and Maria, when you when you listen to this. I have a crappy memory, and for some reason, I don't remember every detail of a movie after I've seen it. I, I have to watch a movie like 10 times can, or more. Can I finish my review before you do your fucking disclaimer? Uh, there's my disclaimer, so go, go ahead. Let me finish. <laughs> can I finish? Yeah. Why don't I finish? Okay, I'm finished. Uh, I'm done. So, there, yeah, there's a reunion between Mitch and Duncan, and, Duncan, and there was never really an explanation of why. Like it was a high school reunion or just a regular reunion or 
or Duncan was coming into town just to escape his wife or whatever. So it was a missed opportunity there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other missed opportunity is the fact that the opening scene with the blender should have been more. It should have been her making the juice as Duncan is like, I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. You, you're, you, because the whole thing is, is that the reason why he left and went home, quote unquote, yeah, is the fact that his wife would get up at like five in the morning and make these fucking protein drinks, right? <laughs> and he just got tired of it. Yeah. So after uh, however many years they were together, and now he's into the younger girls and he just wants to fuck and all this other stuff. And it's, that's funny. That's, that's fine. That, that works. Mike, I got a question about that. Why didn't he just buy her a new blender? I don't know. I know that it's symbolic of, of the rest of their marriage, but still. Because blenders still make noise. <laughs> I know. I, but he didn't even try to buy a new blender. You see what I mean? So right there, that, that in my mind, that makes him an asshole. Right. That's the whole point. All right. And then, so as they're, as they're leaving... Mitch has a Mitch has a uh, an uh, uh, an audition in the morning, and he's been practicing his lines. Mwah. So, and we'll Mwah. yeah, <laughs> we'll get we'll get into that. <laughs> but they they end up at a coffee shop, right? Yeah. And he wants cinnamon coffee, and as the waitress comes up, I mean, it's like one of the most popular spots in the town that they live in, right? Yeah. And he comes up, and the waitress, he, and he's talking to the waitress. He goes, "I want cinnamon coffee," and she's like, "What?" He's like, yeah, you guys had cinnamon coffee? And it's not like he wouldn't go there every day or, you know, since high school. It's Apparently, been like yeah, 30, he, 40 years pretty or much whatever. The impression I got was he's never been there. He hasn't been there since high school. Yeah. and 30 years. And it's supposed to be the, yeah, and, and then that didn't make sense either. But <clears throat> if it's supposed to be the most popular place in town for coffee and they sell cinnamon coffee there. She would know, and she would say, hey, we don't sell that anymore, or it's not on the menu, or yeah, sure, let me go talk to whoever, and we'll make it. Yeah. Instead of, but his whole dialogue about the fact that she had, she had, she had a fucking tattoo on her face, uh-huh. that was funny. And then, and then it just goes on from there to the party where they drank- uh, Absinthe, S- fucking snake venom. Yeah, they had a they had the absinthe, and then they had the no. There was no absinthe. He he was pouring absinthe into their coffee cup when they were at the coffee shop. Oh, that part. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about at the party. I, you know, I was waiting for that, like the absinthe to affect. Uh, did he drink the absinthe at all? Mitch? I don't think so. Okay. Um, the other the other issue that I have with the movie is when they're having a dialogue, it's not natural. Uh, the the it doesn't feel yep. normal. I wrote that down. Everything about it is. You know, oh, so, uh, yeah. hey, Joe, so uh, uh, I just want, and he's using all these big words, I just want to let you know that I have an audition in the morning, Joe, and I have to do that, you know, and I'm saying Joe to Joe yeah, instead of Dunk. But every every sentence ended with him basically saying Dunk. Yeah, it was like, the, the, it, was it a, didn't feel right. It was an unnatural flow. Yeah. You know, of dialogue. I, it um, was, it, um, but I, I, did, I noticed that it improved throughout the film. It got, it got better. It wasn't as bad throughout the entire yeah. thing. It just seemed like when they first met at the airport and then they're in the car and then for part of the time when they're in their coffee shop. Yeah, and if and if, and if Duncan doesn't like him, then why the fuck is he going to the airport? Why oh, why yeah, is yeah, Mitch yeah. coming to pick him up at the airport? He kept bringing up that thing about, oh, it's all coming back to me, Mitch. Right. Why I don't, you know, why I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't come back sooner or, you know, right. or why I don't hang out with you yeah. anymore. You and, know? and Duncan is just a fucking dick. He is. He's going to be dicking. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Mitch keeps saying dunk. If they're friends, it's usually man or nicknames unless it's on purpose as if he's auditioning for life. That was one of my main points on this whole thing. The, act, the main actor, which is Ross, the director, yeah. didn't feel like he was being genuine it's almost as if he were using this as an audition to audition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, like he's, a, like I said, auditioning for life. Uh-huh. Like he's just not sure. So he thinks everything is supposed to be this way. So when he's talking, that's his normal, not not in real life, when like in, in movie life, his character yeah. Mitch. 
when Mitch is talking, that's the way he always talks. Yeah. He's always done that because he's always wanted to be an actor. So he thinks that he ha- he's auditioning for everybody and he has to make himself look smarter, feel smarter, be smarter than everybody else by using big words. Yeah. So that's why I'm giving it a pass. That's why I'm going to give the, the acting a pass on this one because I think that he's doing it on purpose mm-hmm. because of that. Okay. Like, like um, when we when we did uh, we make movies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well. Um. Okay. Going back to the dialogue flow and the scene where they're in the parking garage, you know, the completely empty parking garage, but yet he's parked so fucking far away. Yeah. Right. Um, I hope that's your fucking car, Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> so. But then he's got the license plate that says lesbian on it. Which I, is, I kept, God damn it, that's I kept funny. waiting for a, a payoff for that afterwards. There like, was a payoff. I wanted to be thespian, but somebody no, apparently no. got it wrong. And, I meant later on in the movie, they're driving around with a car that says lesbian on it. And I kept waiting for something to happen based on that, and it never did. Well, the, when he's trying to pick up the chicks in the cars next to him. They didn't say anything, though, about Yeah, exactly. They don't have to, because he's <laughs> in a car that says lesbian. <laughs> So, but anyway, it's still so a funny guy. The, the pink flyers on the windshield, right. right? And here's the problem with the flow of the dialogue. It look when you have a, a a green car and you have something pink sitting on the windshield, you are going to immediately notice it and you're going to take it off. Not everybody takes it off. Anyway, anyway, that's not true because if you go into Walmart, they fucking hammer your car with flyers and whatever. The first thing I do is I fucking throw the car out uh, into the trash, yeah, or on the ground, but. If they put a flyer on the windshield, it doesn't matter what color car. If they put a flyer on the windshield, I've seen people drive. I've seen people on the fucking freeway yeah. doing 70, 75 yeah. miles an hour. Okay, yeah, and yeah. And the yeah. paper going. Or, yeah, or someone's gas cap fucking. Well, you motherfucker, fix that. Okay. <laughs> yes, and normally I, I could see that. But for me, I notice shit like that. And when the motherfucker's bright pink, okay, neon pink, I, I kept waiting for him to grab it. And instead it was. Because it was the unnatural flow of dialogue, he waited till he finished saying what the script told him to say right. when he's talking to Duncan and then, or I'm sorry, Dunk. Dunk. And, and, and it's like, oh, what's this over here? You know, kind of thing. Right. And that, it was just like, dude, it, it would have been more natural as if he, he noticed it while they were talking in the middle of a discussion. Yeah. And you casually and, grab yeah, instead it. Instead of saying, what's this? He picked it up while they're talking. He's looking at it. He's like, this is fucking yeah, garbage. It's like, it's like when you want me to read something, right? Right. And you say, dude, you sound like you're reading it instead of just letting it come out naturally, right? Right. That's what it felt like. More like he's reading He's reading his dialogue out loud instead of just acting it out. Right. So, but the thing is, though, the Mitch character, even though he is a, he, the Mitch character is very pathetic, <laughs> he's also um, endearing. Like, he's someone you want to root for. Like, like you feel sorry for him because he's like, he's always got a negative about this and a negative about that. But then he has some positives that he wants to move forward towards. Right. You know, it's like, but he just needs help. He needs the right friend. He needs someone other than fucking Duncan, Dunk, the asshole. Right. Yeah. You know, Duncan just needs to go sleep with the ladies in the extra room and, and you know, let Mitch, uh, you know, figure out what he needs to do with his life. Yeah. Um, hold on a second. Cause I actually have, here it is. Uh, they haven't seen each other in 30 years. Duncan, who is played by Robert David Duncan, who did a really good job. Yeah, he acts, wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. He acts like Mitch Mun- he, Mun- he acts like Mitch is just doing him a favor. Uh, they haven't kept touch in 30 years. Isn't this supposed to be a reunion? Uh, wooden acting. Mitch is always saying dunk. It's limited, small budget. It has a lot of funny parts, but it needs some work. And it reminds me, um, again, of some of the acting that was in Relic. Yeah. Done, done by Jason Nettle. Um, which, again... You throw all that out the window, yeah. the wooden acting and whatever else. That's that. That's a thing that's personal for me. I understand yeah. that these are these are uh, non professional movies. What bugs me about this is 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 this uh, film fervor writes at the beginning. A legacy of whining is a dark comedy centered on the reunion of failing over the hill actor Mitch and his childhood friend Dunk Robert David. Duncan. Um, it's not. It's a reunion of Mitch and Dunk. Mitch is not a failing over the hill actor. Yeah, he just started becoming an actor. He absolutely that was the whole point. He's like he's been in a couple of things because he wanted to try acting finally. Yeah. And when 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 you when you listen to what they have to say, when you listen to what Mitch has to say as he's talking, it's fairly it's fairly compelling. No pun intended. <laughs> 
Um, it's it's interesting to hear him talk, but there are moments in that dialogue when they're in the car and Duncan keeps offering him alcohol, right? Yeah. Swig. And he's like, no, I don't need it. There was one moment that was real and not, and not, um, forced. Yeah. Not, not part of the, didn't feel like it was part of the script where Ross said something along the lines of, no, no, it's, it's okay. I, I don't need that right now. But he didn't say it in the normal tone that he would say it as he was doing his lines. Mm-hmm. He said it in this subdued tone, and I perked up when I saw that, and I'm like, why isn't he doing more of that? Mm-hmm. Why Why isn't he, like I said, and, and I think that, I, I honestly want to believe that because Mitch wants to be an actor, yeah, he has to act everything out. You know, he's literally acting out his life, yeah, and pretending that everything's a screenplay, and he's and he's practicing and auditioning for that screen, the big screenplay, play, play, this big screenplay role of a lifetime, and he doesn't know how to be normal. Oh, you think he's like method acting? I think so. Well, if that was if that were the case, then then Duncan would have probably said something about it. But Duncan hasn't hasn't. Talk to him in thirty fucking years, supposedly. I'm just saying, the and that's the other issue that I have with this movie is if they've never, if if they never kept in touch for thirty years, why is Duncan finally, or why is Mitch and Duncan, why, who contacted who first? Yeah, that that's part of it. And why why would Duncan not rent a car? Yeah, like why would he? I call? mean, obviously he's running away from something, so yeah. You know, maybe he doesn't want to use his credit cards and whatever else, and he's just, he's gonna, he's separated from his wife. But is he really separated from his wife, or is he just, well, he's has been, he always been this he's way? Been, he's been, according to him, he's been banging chicks right. after the after he left, so I, I don't know. I I don't know. They, they didn't fully delve into that, so. Yeah. That, that would have been interesting, but because of the runtime of the movie, which is just over an hour. Yeah. They didn't really have a lot to go into background. Yeah, I think it, it went just over the 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 was it the limit that you can have of time screen time before it goes from being a short film to an actual you know, full length motion picture. Right. So this one, like, I think it's has to be seventy minutes or longer. And so this movie's like uh, seventy two minutes. Okay. So it's it's officially a full length movie. Right. But it's still very short. And uh, so I want to talk about some of the funny moments of the movie. Okay. Right. Absolutely. So. <laughs> The first thing, of course, is at the beginning when he's in the when he's in the airport to pick up uh, Dunk, and the chick on the scooter comes by or the Lark. I always call them Larks because I'm from the fucking '80s, so you know. Bear Same with difference. Me. Yeah. So she pulls up and she offers him, uh, you know, some uh, some fellatio for random acts of mechanized fellatio. Yeah, there you go, and. It does this special effect with the fucking. She can either do it slow or fast, and it. This is I don't really think that was special effects, but you, they used the visual. You know, like either sped the film up yeah, or they something. Sped it up. It looked like they like um, uh, you know, like a, a digital mapped her, and 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 put her over the the uh, the do background. Really, do you really think they digitally then, mapped her? They just sped I, it up. They just they just took the same scene from before and sped it up. Because the background, like you're probably right, but whatever, man. Anyway, I, I know I'm right. It's still a visual effect. One way or another, it's a visual effect. Sure. Okay. So <laughs> that was funnier shit. That stood out to me. Um, all of the uh, the chicks uh, coming up to the limo driver for the suck the soleil was pretty funny. Uh, I like the, what do they say? Save venereal disease. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, there and there was uh, oh the uh, the homeless guy the, the you know the panhandler in there, um, which that guy seemed like a pretty good actor. Yeah, you know, and then the, <laughs> the guy's so used to being what he is, even though he, he doesn't you know he's not really homeless, and he gets on the phone and you know can, can you send me a dog that has like a missing leg or yeah. you know yeah. matted fur you know something to help along the lines yeah. with this whole gig. Yeah, and yet. And he's still I gotta call my broker. Yeah, he gets off the phone and and he's already ready. He's just you know, like Mitch is right there listening to him. Yeah. He heard everything. He, he don't give a shit. He's still gonna fucking panhandle for money. Yep. So that, yeah, that's funny. And uh, you know, the the limo driver was a character that I was wondering if she was gonna pop back up in the film again or not 
because she seemed like she could have been interesting, you know, an interesting uh, character to uh, show more of, right? Uh Um, Which I believe her name was Abby DeForest. Right. So, um, and yeah, she does pop up at the end of the film, which I'll get to in a little while. Um, The the absinthe in the coffee was, um, that felt like a missed opportunity to me. Well, let's go back through that. What? So he takes the absinthe in the coffee. Yeah. He drinks it. Okay. Yeah. Because as you are watching the movie move forward, when they get to the house, yeah, for whatever reason, I, how how did Duncan even know how to get there? Yeah. Uh, when they get to the house, if you notice, like it starts getting blurry. Yeah. The the picture starts getting blurry. It starts getting echoey. Did it? Yeah. Huh. Okay. And then. And then he falls asleep in the chair. And then... And then he wakes up. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he's going to this, this audition and the girl is, you know, hey, you know, where's my car? Yeah. And, well, you know, you're going to be late for your audition. Yeah. So is he in an absinthe-induced hallucination? Is he still with the Cubans? Yeah. <laughs> so. But then it cuts when it comes back, you know, there's that scene at the end of the film where she's you know, washing everything off. You know, yeah. The the screen, uh, uh, Viva La Revolution, right? Yeah. So obviously it was real, but was it also part of a fucking you know hallucination? Generalissimo. <laughs> yeah, Generalissimo. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah. He's still dead. So, um, no. When they were in the coffee shop, okay. So after that, when 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 uh, Duncan is talking to him about his marriage, right, and then why he he likes younger women, and. He said, you know, he goes, do you know what younger women smell like, Mitch? Like bubblegum and vanilla. Yes. Right? <laughs> Which is creepy to hear come out of a, a 50-year-old fat guy, but, it, you know, with a beard. It, but it's funny. It, it, that, that's the point of it, right? And then he says, do you know what women our age smell like, Mitch? He goes, they smell like decaying medicine cabinets. <laughs> Which, you know what? That's true, but they also can smell like uh, like old soup. As well, I don't. I don't care what you. I don't know what you smell like, but women. I don't smell like fucking old. He said soup. women, women, old women. So yeah, technically, I'd say not 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 fifty year old women. More like uh, sixty five to seventy. Okay. You know they could like you know the, the kind of old lady that doesn't do anything. She just sits. Why there. Why would he say old women smell like soup for sixty or seventy year old women? I'm saying when for he just me. walked away from a fucking marriage. I say I'm saying for me. I, 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 I smell no. soup. They smell like like an old soup. No, they smell like fu- <laughs> <laughs> smell like Ben Gay and fucking patchouli. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what patchouli smells like. I can't smell it. Oh, you're lucky. Um, no, they they smell like fucking uh, Ben Gay and uh, diabetic socks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I, I can see that. I can smell that. That's awful. Yeah. All right. So anyway, so him talking about that uh, and then uh, the part where uh, they do the quick flash where it shows Mitch with all of his bling bitches, you know, standing by the car. He has a little fantasy of all the girls standing around him and he's doing like a music rap rap video kind of thing and he's doing the buffalo stance type posing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Things like that. Um, I remember... Was it they do three three cutscenes in the film of black and white of them wearing tuxedos and the top hats? Yeah, yeah. the The third one was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it was because yeah, it gets prog- progressively worse for for Mitch, right? right? Through each one, and then the final one where Duncan just fucking hits him. Yeah, and, and walks away. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. Or you know, it was funny because. Um, you know, also when they leave the when they leave the shop and, and he has uh, Duncan do the script read with him, yeah, and that doesn't work out too well, right? He fucking throws a screen, just the, he throws a script in the air or whatever he does. Yeah, and then you know, Mitch fucking just keeps on bringing up my audition, my audition, my audition, right? And it just like, okay, motherfucker, go enjoy some life a little bit though, man. You know, but maybe yeah, we've heard that you had an audition, you have to be there at nine o'clock, yeah. and also we you get guys, it. and also you guys haven't seen each other in thirty years. Fucking right. keep hearing that over and over again. Like, goddamn, we we know. Right, I'm not supposed to even be here today. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, but no, uh, the the payoff for me for the movie is the last, the last, pretty much the last uh, 15 minutes of it. 
or so when they're with the uh, with the Cuban ladies. Right, the revolutionaries. Yeah, and um, the actress, the actress who played uh, Esmeralda, the main one, uh-huh. um, Angie uh, Descalzi, I believe is how you pronounce her name. Um, dude, I think that she was probably the best actor in the film. She was really good in the role of of playing the you know the head Cuban. Uh, uh, general, or whatever the fuck you want to call her, right? But no, she was she was really really good um, with her line delivery and everything, and uh, and and just the, the, the what else? Mitch finally waking up and then going into the room to get Duncan, and Duncan don't give a shit. You right. know, he's hunter, honey badger in it. He just he's just laying there with the two chicks on this shitty mattress, sitting on this fucking corner. <laughs> These two chicks. Yeah, on he's it. sleeping on a fucking inflated mattress or yeah. whatever he's sleeping on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a false advertising on that flyer, man. So. But anyway, uh, so then, yeah, he's gone, and then he goes, he comes out. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Leave me the fuck alone, or whatever he said. Yeah, so then he goes outside, and the limo chick's there. Right. You know, and I'm like, what? I'm, I'm, I have my WTF what the fuck moment, right? Where I'm just like, okay. <laughs> I don't like know. Like I said, maybe. It, bird, the fucking Birdman ending, right? Well, so, no. I mean, again, if you pay attention to everything that happened from the cafe on, it yeah. just started getting weirder and fuzzier. You're right. You're right. All right. So, um, and then. So she, you know, all of a sudden she pulls her fucking hat off and smiles and, and like, hey, see, I would have loved to have her in more of the film. Anyway, so he goes to the audition and there's this huge spotlight on him. And the guy just all, who the fuck are you? <laughs> he just keeps fucking berating him. Who are you? <laughs> so I thought that was funny. And then it, it ends. He just goes, I don't know who I am. Right, and then that's it. That's the end of the movie, and and then you have the end credits, and and then there's oh, there's the after credit scene, as well. Right. So, um, what would I say about this movie? I, I, I you know what? Of course, it it, it has potential. Uh, it had it, you know had had potential to to do more than what it did. Um, there could have been a better relationship dynamic between the two main characters of Mitch and Duncan. Uh-huh. Uh. But, but you know what? It, this this movie ended up being fun. It seemed like to me that it was improving as it went along, like because at first it was uncomfortable for me to wa- kind of watch. Like I'm, I'm kind of wincing a little bit at the acting, you know, um, when Duncan and Mitch are first talking to each other, <clears throat> and then. But by the end of the film, um, Mitch has become more believable as a character, and also the last scene where he's auditioning. Uh, I thought it was fine, perfectly fine. He he did it, you know. It, I didn't notice anything, you know, bad about his acting at that moment. By that time, you know, everything's. I I wonder if if it's possible that this is one of those movies that might have taken a while to film, and like, you know, there's all this improvement over time. Like, what if they felt filmed this movie in sec in sequence, right? You know, from start to finish, and and maybe it took them a couple years to make it and by the end of that two years is when they filmed like the last scene couple scenes right and then you notice that Mitch is much better at, um, you know as a character do you think that's possible? no okay whatever <laughs> well fuck me Betty alright so anyway um, also there's a, a connect, the, there's a song that's written by uh, by uh, Mitch's I keep calling him Mitch by Ross's Ross's uh, band which is called the uh, the, the Snotty Punks. Right. That's a cool name. Um, and yeah, the name of the song is Young, British, and Snotty. Um, and so, yeah, the video for that one is on YouTube. And uh, we're going to uh, definitely share the links for this uh, film. Absolutely. When we're done. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I think uh, overall, I would probably give this movie a six. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm at. I will give it a six out of ten. Um, it has potential to be a lot better. Um, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, it, it needs it needs a little bit of help with the acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But fine. again, like I said, <clears throat> we 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 I give a pass to it because I think that he's doing it on purpose because he's auditioning for life in and of itself. Uh-huh. He doesn't know who he is, you know, and that's the that end scene, right? Yeah. I don't know who I am. Um. And um, the 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 backstory needed more backstory. Yeah. We needed to know more about those guys. Um, like I said, the opening scene with the blender going into the airplane didn't make much sense. It would have been it would have made more more sense just boom right in the airport. Uh huh. So, 
Yeah, and look, the movie ends on a funny note. You know that 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 final scene at the end credit scene where it's got Esmeralda trying to clean off the painting. Yeah. <laughs> It says Viva la Revolution. So what's he calling the Puta de Madre? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, son of a bitch. So yeah, um, yeah. I just want to personally say that I I appreciate um, you guys thinking about us and and wanting us to do this. This is awesome. Yes, it is. And uh, you know, I, I'm 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 always reluctant at first because of of a uh, I don't know. It's not because I don't want to watch your film. It, it's more like a. I don't know. Maybe I'm not worthy, kind of thing. I, maybe that's what it is. You know what I mean? Because there's always a hesitation if, if like this comes up. You know, like when with, with we make movies and then even the relic thing. You know, it's it's kind. I don't know. Maybe scary to try new things, right? Yeah, that's possibly right. what it is for me. But regardless, we watched it, and uh, I I am definitely happy that I did. So, um, what do you want to add? Yeah. Um no I'm I'm reading through some of the reviews on uh IMDb. IMDb and a lot of them are, you know, reunions usually end up much different than you expect. I think the main characters can agree with that. The movie's fun, quirky flick with a dark funny side. It doesn't take itself too seriously, which makes it that much more enjoyable. And it was. It was very enjoyable. Um I just like I said, for me the acting yeah needed to, you know, it, it just needs to be tweaked. That's all. Yeah, so uh, oh, uh, so so Maria, um, she is also the uh, costume designer for the film, which is pretty cool. Right. I, w- I wonder if she actually designed the the that fucking blazer that Mitch wears in the film. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. <laughs> Good job if you wanted to pick. You know, because that 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 blazer definitely adds to the personality and character of Mitch. Right. And and this is perfect. Um, this guy. <clears throat> This guy writes, um, as the world evolves, elders naturally get with the times and, and a legacy of wanting the middle-aged protagonist, Mitch, deliberately goes against this in a most evidently cringeworthy way. He uses archaic words, makes references to age-old philosophies, and terribly. Sports a jacket that went out of style decades ago. <laughs> Mitch is the embodiment of the main, film's main themes, which is clinginess, datedness, and identity crisis. And it's, and, and it's absolutely fucking spot on. Um, on top of that a procession of porn stars appear again all in 10 minutes sadly this will push away a lot of viewers look if you get you get pissed off about the fact that there's a a chauffeur a female chauffeur standing there with a sign that says suck to soleil (laughs) then you don't know what good humor is because that's fucking hilarious yeah and then also I mean look if you can't handle the fact that Duncan says the word pussy at least five times in the movie right then you probably shouldn't watch this movie yes so This uh, this movie is definitely a gem. It's it's something that um, it's not surprising that it's good. Mm-hmm. What's surprising is that he hasn't done more. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? I um, it, yeah, if Maria, if you could actually send us um, uh, links to watch his other films that he made, um, that your husband's made, uh. Because yeah, we've seen this, we've seen the Legacy of Whining, and we both watched. Did you watch the music video? Yes, as well. So, so yeah, we've seen both of those. Um, but we, you know, we'd like to see Brewster McGee, uh, Broken and Broken Palace, and then also uh, isn't there? A, there's a, a making of uh, of uh, Legacy of Whining as well, I believe, like a little documentary, right? So that's funny. A documentary about the rapidly disappearing era of heritage movie palaces and the film going experience once offered. Because we talked it, about going yeah. to see to do the the drive-in thing. Yeah, and they even mentioned that in the movie when they when Mitch and um and uh, Duncan are driving, and Mitch mentions how he doesn't like the how the new cinemas are. Right. Because they don't have any personality or character. You know, he yeah. Says. So then, yeah, then uh, that in the, after so then when I did my research, and I found out that he did this movie called Broken Palace, um, that made it harkened back to the film, like. He did that on purpose. He had that dialogue in there because of, of you know, having done Broken Palace beforehand. Right. So, so yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. Broke down palaces. Normally, you know, you think of the, the, um, goddamn, what's her fucking name? Claire Danes. Right. You think of the Claire Danes movie first, right? But anyway, uh, yeah. So okay. yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put on the Broken Broken Palace teaser trailer. Yep. 
So yeah, it's uh, yeah. Uh, please send us more um, so we can. You know, if you want us to do a review also of the other films that uh, that Ross has done, um, send us a link um, so that we can do that as well. That would be awesome, and we'll do it. Absolutely. All right, and we'll um, we'll make it our we'll actually you know make it our flick of the week because normally with the flick of the week, Mike has his and I have mine, but this time we wanted to devote both of our times to this um, because I think uh, it's very important to uh, support uh, indie filmmakers, you know, absolutely that aren't tainted by the studio system. I mean, look at the studio system. We're doing a, a pot, another podcast about the studio system raping people and abusing people. Okay. That's so that, that 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 even shows how much more important it is to support indie filmmakers like this. So, uh, so please, uh, if you get a chance, um, check out the Monroes. <laughs> um, check out their works. You know the snotty, uh, the, the snotty punks, and uh, you know, and go from there. Just watch their stuff. You know, help support them. You know. Because this movie um, has been, they made it a couple of years ago, and it didn't come out till I, I think uh, last year. So right, yeah, 2016. All right, do you have any links you want to? I don't need to. Okay, all right. We put them in the description. Okay, all right, yeah, fine, all right. <laughs> because there's no point in going, yeah, www dot. Um. Broken Palace, uh, Ross Monroe Films, M-U-N-R-O, Monroe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can go to Ross Monroe Films on Facebook, and it'll have all the trailers, uh, A Legacy of Whining, uh, all these little shorts from that, um, including stuff with his wife, a Broken Palace uh, trailer, which I just I watched. Uh-huh. It was only 26 seconds long. There's a tweet. There's a teaser trailer. Uh, there's young British and snotty. <laughs> That's a great picture. And then um, uh, uh, Brewster McGee. Don't get me wrong. We make movies. No perfect movie. Uh, we make movies. Review Tyler Wolf. Hmm. I don't know who that is. Movie night, dude. He looks like a guy I gave a fucking ride to and lift the other day. It's possible. Movie oh. lover who's not a dick. <laughs> you get a subscription. All right. You got it, Tyler. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, thanks again, Maria. And, yes. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. If you could try to spread the love for us as well, you know. <coughs> Absolutely, and yeah. Uh, um, we would love to see more about what you guys are doing. Continue doing what you guys are doing. You know. Uh, This movie has a lot of potential, especially if, I mean, if you're going to do a part two or whatever, or you want to remake it, or you want to do something very similar along the lines with these two same characters. Yeah. Because these two characters are likable. You know, as much as one's a dick and one's not, you know, Mitch is, Mitch, at the end of the movie, there needs to be, I think there needs to be a a sense of closure. Yeah, I definitely I think you're right. But yeah, you can. They also have a if you go to um, uh, their Facebook page. I'm trying to find their Facebook page. Find the Facebook of the page. The Facebook page. Never mind the sex pistols. Here <laughs> come the bugscocks. <laughs> <laughs> the snot. I like his hair. Yeah. So we'll do a. You, you gonna do a review of the music video? I'll do too? a review of the music video. <laughs> Who's hair? Who is dancing with uh, with uh, Mitch? I don't know. This is with Ross. Is that your guys' kid or who is that? You <laughs> doing the Bob Dylan thing with the uh, with the signs? Merry Christmas. Is he wearing a, a kilt? You know what? I hope he's wearing a fucking kilt. I think he is wearing a kilt. By the way, he is a guitarist, you can tell. When he's playing the guitar and you look right down to where his fingers are supposed to be. Yeah, he's not air guitaring it. 
yeah, he's not pretending. Even though he is pretending to play guitar. Yeah. Like, well, you'll see, because he's... It's not A. It's not see? A. Oh, he's not wearing a kilt, dude. He's wearing, well, kilt-colored pants, but... Right. But you can tell he... He, he at least... He may not play. Yeah. See, yeah, he does play. You can tell. You can tell... He has a fucking band. Of course he plays. Well, it does not necessarily. He could be just a singer. Yeah. He could also be, you know, he could plink along and, and someone else, but it's too natural. Yeah. The way that he uses his, his hands. See? Yep. Yeah. Maybe it's his daughter. <laughs> and Snotty. Dude, I, I thought when I first heard this, I thought it was a cover, and it, it's not. He he wrote the damn song. That's yeah. awesome. It's a good song, man. Yeah. Boring fucking solo. Kind <laughs> of be funny if her hair got caught in the guitar <laughs> while she's headbanging. I like this. This is fucking good. I like oh, this you know thing. what? And th- that's what, what we forgot to mention. The movie flows, um, like editing wise, the, the editing was really good on a movie. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It, it didn't. It didn't feel choppy or, or shitty. It was very well done. In the car, uh, as as they're driving along, and, uh-huh. you know, there's our high school, there's the theater, there's our skating rink or whatever. Yeah. You know, and, and, and a cheap cheap laugh type of thing where no it's matter just like, where I looks, something reminds me of her. Yeah, it's just it's fucking it's it's everything is just all depressing and yeah. and shitty. <laughs> yeah, it was like our old high school. It looked like a fucking abandoned factory. Yeah, it was <laughs> or prison. Yeah. <laughs> Snotty. Snotty. <laughs> That's all we got. Oh, right. So, like I said, praise, 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 man. Thank you very much. Good night. All right. So, end of the flick of the week. Um, bye. 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 Hey, quit with your legacy of whining over there. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, they did that in the movie, too. Yeah, you said it. They said, said it in the movie, yeah. and, and I forgot to do the Peter Griffin you thing. You did? I, I did it. I did it. Totally. I was yeah. laying there. I was, <laughs> shot it. There you go. There you go. He said it. All right. Good night, guys. Yeah, good night. Thank you. Thanks again. Definitely. 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 All right. Bye. Good show. Jolly good show. Jolly good show indeed. Hakuna Matata, bitches. (laughs) Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out at a couple of averagejoes.com. And please make sure that you leave a comment and share the podcast. That would be awesome. Have a good night. This is the end. It's the end. Finito! The end, I tell you! We're all going to nibble the dust! Or go fuck yourself.